to People Like Us, a podcast for and about third culture kids everywhere. I'm Jen Mohindra. I'm also a TCK and I have a Facebook group for TCK adults called, unsurprisingly, People Like Us. Good morning. Hi, Marie. Thank you for joining me on this episode of People Like Us. Hello. Good to see you. So to to begin, um, a little bit about you, about your story. So so where did did you grow up? Um, So my name is Marie Garden and I grew up in a mix across the UK and Germany. So I was born in Malaysia Mm -hmm. and I was adopted from Malaysia to the UK and I was adopted by a British forces family. So that meant moving every few years. Um, So in the UK that involved uh, Wales, Scotland, England, and then we also went to Germany twice. So I spent most of the times I can remember are actually in Germany because that was kind of the teen years and some of the, you know, so the more formative years were in the UK. Mm -hmm. And then as I got older, we went to Germany and then we came back to Lincoln in the UK. We were here for three years in Lincoln before we went back to Germany when I was about 13. Well, no, 15, 15. So a lot of moves within the UK plus a bit of time yeah. over yeah. the continent. Yeah. <laughs> and I have a theory that that messes with your memories. I have a theory that when that happens, especially when you don't have a lot of people, you're not kind of traveling with a large group of family. So I was an only child. Yeah. That you don't have the shared memories that other people are kind of, so it's all down to your own memory and my memory is shoddy. So, yeah. So on that, um, I've noticed that I'm with some of the people that I've worked with and, and even with myself on the memories because of the moves do you find that you tend to catalogue your memory bank according to the different places that you've lived? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. And yeah, the memories are largely more like feelings than they are very specific feelings and images. Mm-hmm. And they're all very place specific. Yeah, definitely. So moving from Malaysia and then the UK and then to Germany what was it like moving to Germany to to a country where English is not the first language um so you when you when you move within the forces environment you're basically moving with a British well not all at the same time but you move to a British community within another country so it's another special situation on its own mm-hmm. so the first time we went I think I would have been about eight and so at that time you know I didn't have a lot of independence so I was still within this British community while being in Germany so I wouldn't I didn't I only had glimpses almost holiday like glimpses of what Germany really was because I was in this closeted community of British people other transient British people yeah. and schooled within British schooling 
kind of in Germany, but on an Air Force base of its, you know, so you're still surrounded by other British people. But there are also British people who have that TCK, right? So they're, they're not necessarily pure British people in that sense of, you know, they're a bit more open-minded. They've had different lifestyles than just purely one community in one place in, in Britain. So, um, so it's a different type of Britain, but it is Britain <laughs> within Germany. But then the second time we went and I was 15, and as I got older, my, you know, I had more independence to, to form friendships with German people and be going out, out and about on my own in Germany. Um, it didn't, you know, it wasn't, I didn't find it, I didn't find it a country at that time that I particularly felt at home in. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's hard to feel at home in a country when you're also within your own country within that country you know it's it's even more intense than an expat community which I assume tends to be sort of a large group of 20 we're talking about several hundred several thousand people that's your community to some degree that's just your community whether or not you know those people or not mm -hmm. but you're closeted by them you're you're surrounded by them for the most part you have to really go out of your way to find a German community which most people haven't done to my to my observation so a little micro British community within Germany yeah. with a few transient people yeah I mean it's housing estates whole British communities whole housing estates of hundreds thousands of people sitting within these German communities and they have their own shops they have their own cinema we have our own shops and cinema and you know entertainment so it's completely self-sufficient <laughs> it's kind of bizarre <laughs> and then and then you see people complaining you know uh, I see people complaining about you know different communities coming to Britain and doing a version of that that's <laughs> not even to the same level or degree that we do when we go around the world on the Air Force budget. Yeah, there's that thing of um, assimilating in with the local culture, which sounds like that wasn't really the case. But just people don't do it. <laughs> not, not the way I've observed it anyway. So how did that feel then for you to be living in a foreign country as a foreigner, but kind of within your own people? How did you fit in? Uh, I, by the time I went to Germany the second time, I had completely surrendered the idea of fitting in anywhere. <laughs> and, and I completely, and I'm not sure how normal that is, but I, you know, I, not only am I transient, not only am I a TCK, but I'm also transracial adoptee. So I am Chinese Indian, born in Malaysia. I didn't fit in anyway, right? I didn't fit in around my white community and we were moving around so there weren't the community roots happening. So I surrendered to the idea that I was ever gonna fit in. Mm -hmm. But I embraced that in other ways because it gives you a certain independence and freedom as well. Mm -hmm. And it, it's double-edged, it's definitely double-edged. You know, everybody wants to belong. I'm not sure I ever, you know, I, like I say, I surrendered to the idea of fitting in, but belonging is something different to fitting in. I think Brené Brown says the opposite of belonging is fitting in. 
Mm, so what does belonging look like to you? I still don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but my sense is that it's a place where you feel a part of the puzzle, you know, an actual part of the puzzle that connects what another piece to another piece, you know, and you, and you are welcome and uh, you feel warmth and safety and comfort. So that, that puzzle piece that sounds like it's more around people rather than the actual place. Uh, no, actually, more and more as I get older, nature is, nature almost offers me more belonging now, actually, than people, I think. So my, my garden is one aspect of that, but I definitely feel much more connected to how nature just kind of, there's an ecosystem, there's a place in it for, not just, you know, we are nature as well, I feel this, I feel this wonder at being in my garden and being a part of how it how it operates and changes but not being in control of it you know and i definitely in the i love the countryside i love i love nature and i love that sense of wonder that you get from from being in nature and feeling connected to the world through nature and the same with animals as well um sorry what was your original question um that that sense of belonging is it rooted around people or places yeah no i would say that you know in many ways i don't know how to say this but people people almost feel like i guess people feel like the thing that stops me feeling like i belong rather than the thing that's, that helps me feel like i belong but that's not maybe that's just a particular lens maybe if i look around in my life there are people who offer something different to that uh, and and those people offer a space of curiosity and warmth and the freedom to really express myself in any way I, I want to without them being uncomfortable or trying to shimmy me into a new space, mental or political or, you know. So fr freedom is something that's come up um, in other conversations that I've been having with TC. Oh, okay. um, and I think that's around because of the, the having moved around growing up, this idea of freedom to be able to go where you want and, and to try and fit in and where you want. And I think it's around the sort of, the, the choice of that, because when we were young and we were moving around, it wasn't our choice. We were told where we were going to go. And I don't know how, what, what was it like for you? Did you get much like pre-warning from your parents in terms of, hey, Marie, we're going to this place and here's all this time to prepare? Or was it the, <laughs> right, packy bags, we're going? <laughs> That's what it felt like. It felt more like, I mean, I, again, my memory gets hazy, but I have 
it felt like it would be maybe maybe I had a sense I started to know that you know if we'd been there for two or three years we were about to go you know because we were never in a place for longer than three years for most of the time uh -huh. um but it felt like yeah it would be a matter of weeks or months before things actually started to happen the packing and packing and preparation for the move would be happening and then it would just be you know so yeah I definitely felt a, a complete lack of control of my own life and community and friendships and connection right through until my 20s when I could actually start claiming that for myself so how and, yeah so I, I understand why freedom comes up quite a lot because freedom <laughs> <laughs> freedom is the thing you don't have and I think also because you've moved around and you don't have those really strong connections to community, I think I also associate community to some degree with a lack of freedom. Mm -hmm. A weird kind of dichotomy as well, because while wanting community, I also feel suffocated by it because <laughs> you haven't actually, or I haven't maybe felt the benefits of it in a way that other people have and, and kind of feel totally reassured by it and willing to give up freedom for for it mm -hmm. so that ties in with the sense of belonging around nature and your place in the ecosystem rather than the community of people yeah it doesn't come with the same set of rules <laughs> <laughs> there, there are rules to some degree but they don't feel quite as imposing yeah, sure. And there, and there is a battle, there is, there is loss and jeopardy in nature, but there's also a sense of, well, <laughs> you know, it's not personal. <laughs> it just is. Just the way it is. Yeah. So having that um, moving around background, how has that affected you now? Do you now feel like you want to stay somewhere and, and feel settled? Or do you have the sort of restless, rootless um, feel of a lot of TCKs in terms of, oh, where shall I go next? No, I have kind of found a place <laughs> that, you know, just my house and garden is my sanctuary and it's really important to me and I spend a lot of time here. So I feel to some degree like I don't want to move at all. But then there is a restlessness of, but where is, where is the forever home? Is that, is this it? I'm not sure it is. You know, I've got this one plot of land in which my house and garden exists and it's great, but from a broader scale, there are other things that I'd like to have in the longer term, but I haven't, I have never been able to really find what that place is. And I think again, as a, as an immigrant in this country, it's a struggle for me to figure out where that could be outside of a multicultural city. Mm -hmm. So although I love nature, I don't feel like I would be, I would be completely comfortable and completely welcome outside of London. Outside of London uh, and the reasons for that being. I just, I love, I mean, I love the British countryside. But when I when I leave London, I start to see the Brexit flags. I start to see the England flags and the Union Jacks, and I, it dog whistles to me in a way that I don't think it does to everyone. Mm. 
I also feel more stared at and more noticeably, you know, not, not one of them, you know, because these are largely white communities and I stand out more. Mm. It's not that I receive on the whole a really unwelcome feeling at all, but it does happen. It does happen. I can't quite pin down what's going on because it's never that clear cut. Um, and yet we know as TCKs what it's like trying to penetrate any community, right? Yes. <laughs> we, know, we know that it, and, and I know from any of my kind of community who've, who've moved out of London to areas, more rural areas, that they're always known as this. There's always a language around those that have lived there for forever and those that have lived there maybe 20 years, but they're still not, <laughs> they're still not one of them, right? Yes, that and I think that for me has a real uh, a deep feeling of discomfort around I'm never going to be allowed to be one of them right so so I resist I resist deeply whereas in London our community is a lot of you know a lot of people weren't born here everyone everyone is from somewhere else so so the not belonging is a part of belonging in some ways. Yeah, we, we can all be foreign together. Yeah, and <laughs> we all get that. Yeah. But and we celebrate it. Mm, mm. I think in, in a place like London, it's such a multicultural melting pot. It's easy to blend in and not feel like such a foreigner whereas you say going into somewhere like the British countryside and you have a lot more monocultural people that just haven't experienced other places and there's there's a difference in in the mindset and the thinking I believe. Yeah there's a huge difference to such a degree that I think they're not even aware of some of the messages they're giving and they, they don't even think they're giving them and they don't even think they feel them. <laughs> but, but, you know, I think that's a lack of thought about this. A lack of need to think about it because if you're monocultural and you are one of the monocultural, why would you need to, right? Mm -hmm. uh to me, it sounds like there's a number of different layers for you, as, as there are for me as well. And I don't know if you're familiar with the Third Culture Kid book by David Pollock and Ruth Van Rieken, sometimes referred to as the TCK Bible. And in it, Ruth refers to the, the TCK Petri dish, which, you know, for, for people like you and me, we've got the, the TCK nurse, we've got the adoption, we've got the transracial adoption, and that all kind of um, blends together to make our unique selves. Uh-huh. I know I haven't read the book. That's, that's interesting. And what does that, what is that blend? Is, it, is there themes in that blend or? It's just interesting to see how um, the different elements might overlap if we think about things like a sense of belonging, then that's something that a lot of C TCKs will struggle with because of not ever feeling like you truly belong because there's not one place that you were sort of born and, and brought up. But for you and I, we then add the adoption layer. That also comes with, uh, you know, struggles around sense of belonging. So just there's sort of different layers there and, and how they work together. 
So what, where would you say that you feel the most foreign? I mean, I think it is the British countryside. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting, I went, last year, I think, I think it was last year, we went to Vancouver Island. And it's so beautiful. And we were visiting someone who's, who's got family here in the UK and, and roots here in the UK. And so she talks about the UK almost the way we talk about the beautiful Canadian countryside. Right? And it sort of took me by surprise and I realised, oh yeah, no, the UK is as beautiful as this. It has all these elements to it, but I feel more foreign there, here in the UK, than I did in Canada. Which is an odd. And maybe it's just because I haven't spent enough time in Canada to, to notice any sense of friction between being a tourist or being a foreigner in Canada than I've spent more time here feeling like that than I have there, maybe, but. And I think uh, that's an interesting point because um, there's a number of people that have talk, spoken of um, feeling more comfortable with feeling foreign. So if you're in your non-passport country, it's like you're, you're allowed to relax into being the foreigner, whereas in your passport country, which might be more than one, um, but there's almost like an expectation that, okay, so you're in your passport country and this is how you are supposed to be, but because you've had this nomadic upbringing, you don't quite fit the mold. Yeah, that makes total sense. Contextually, if I'm in another country, that I have no connection to, I'm expecting to feel like a foreigner. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I notice when people are welcoming or not, you know, and that doesn't happen in every country, you know. Canada felt particularly warm and friendly to me. Um, that's not to say it doesn't have its own issues <laughs> that are hidden <laughs> beneath the surface, but it definitely, from all the countries I've spent time in, it definitely felt the most friendly. And in terms of a, um, you know, a holiday destination, then, you know, the, the nature there, the um, geographical beauty is, is stunning. It's, yeah, it's breathtaking. Yeah. So, but the culture of the people really struck me as well, that the, the way people really slowed down just to talk to you, yeah. <laughs> just to spend a bit of time with you. And it didn't matter if there was a queue behind you because they were going to get their turn next and they were going to have their chat next. There was just a real slowing down that mm. and people are centered into it, into that slowing. Yeah. Yeah. So, something we don't find so much in the big city that is London. In the city, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. And, and you do hear kind of British country people talking about that. That's, diff that's a difficult transition. Yeah. So, with your TC back, TCK background, if you had the choice, would you rather have had that nomadic upbringing? Or do you look at people that haven't moved around with envy, thinking, well, you know, they, they've, they've got their one place to say, yeah, th this is home. H how is it for you? Uh, I find those questions very 
difficult. So, you know, somebody really recently asked me, do you wish you hadn't been adopted? You know, <laughs> <laughs> and you can't unwrite your life and who you turn out to be. There are aspects of who, of what this has given me that I value. And I think that those would have been more difficult. Some of those personality traits that I'll talk about in a bit would have been more difficult if I'd had community. You know, then I don't, you, but you can't know, right? You can't know what's what's nature, what's nurture. You, yeah, it's the what ifs. You have some clues, and you know, can it? Can I just take parts of this and parts of that? What I value is that those people who have left their smaller communities and broaden their horizons whether it's through university or travel or different ways of doing that i think it it benefits us as a as a giant global community to understand that there are different different people in the world and different benefits to that and we can celebrate it and i think if you grow up in a very small closeted community you can be very afraid of that and that and that creates conflicts so i value the fact that i have lived a much more but i've lived a more extreme version of it right? <laughs> <laughs> i've lived you know completely rootlessly you know from day one almost yeah i think there. i think there's somewhere in between that I think there's ways to give people access to diversity and to different cultures and to just different perspectives without having to rip you constantly from one society to another and one country to another. Yeah. And that leads me very nicely into my final question, which is what do you think is the best thing about being a TCK? I think for me, the thing that I value the most, it's on that spectrum again of, it's both painful, but also freeing. <laughs> <laughs> because I think I've always been the outsider and to, to some degree at some point, I embraced and accepted that. And it allowed me to speak my mind. And again, that freedom word, it allowed me to not feel that, that I was risking losing something by having opinions that were contrary to the group because I wasn't that much to lose. And so you get that outsider perspective, mm. the broader perspective of things. So you can see things differently and you can choose to say something about that in a way that doesn't have to be aggressive. You know, it's just a different observer's perspective. Mm. Mm. And when, but when you're, it looks from the outside anyway, like when you're a part of a really tight group, you have, you have to believe what the group believes, otherwise there's a risk, or there feels like a risk of you being outed from the group. That's a very interesting point, that risk about feeling outed, because as a TCK, you're already used to feeling like the outsider, yeah. so you don't have that risk to take because no. you've lived it already. And as you say, I think that that's partly what gives you that sense of freedom. But as you also mentioned about the choices, and it's, I think it's really important to recognize that it's our choice to choose to focus on the benefits of our upbringing rather than just the challenges. We know there's challenges, 
but there are some really good strong points and positive qualities from from having had that upbringing yeah i think there are tck's out there in the world who are you know changing changing the world because of this different perspective we have on on the world you know particularly you know around the concept of patriotism we haven't we haven't touched on that but mm. But I think if you have lived in different countries, that concept is very different for you. Um, you know, the borders are much blurrier for us as TCKs. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that, that even comes down to, you know, watching international sport. Which country do you go for? Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, which one's the underdog? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, Marie, it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you this morning. Um, pleasure talking to you too. Thank you. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to People Like Us. If you'd like to join an online community full of people like us, hop over to Facebook and search for People Like Us. You'll find my group and you're very welcome to join us.